You're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast with myself, Caleb Loya. Working with me to make all of this happen is my teammate, Tatsuya Murao. And this is part three of a four-part series about transforming your organization through analytics. And today, the main topic of discussion is about sharing stories based on the data you have, sharing stories based on analytics. You might be thinking, well, I, I know this topic really well. I've, I've heard about storytelling. I know how that works. There was this whole trend early on in the mid 2010s and early 2020s about storytelling. And so I know all about storytelling. That was just a fad. I want to go to another topic. Well, I'm going to tell you that storytelling is just a placeholder, is just a phrase I'm using to help explain how you can use specific pieces of data to wrap it up into a consistent whole that can help clarify how you need to act now and in the future. Have you ever looked at a spreadsheet and said, okay, well, what is this spreadsheet telling me? Have you ever looked at a, a number, a statistic and said, well, what does this number really, really tell me? Like, for example, when you hear that inflation is at five or 6%, what in the world does that mean? Well, what you need to do is you need to take that piece of information and put it into your current working model of how inflation affects everything else. And so you need some economic understanding about inflation, the numbers that go along with inflation and how that affects your daily life. And so what I'm going to talk about today is how you can take the data that you have at work, the data you have in your normal everyday life and transform it into a story or a series of of mental models that can help you explain what's going on in a, in a more clear and in a better way. In the first episode of this series, I gave an introduction about how you can transform your organization through analytics. I gave a overall perspective about analytics and how you can use it to transform your organization from the bottom up and the top down. In the second episode of this series, I spoke about how you can gather information that is data rich or put it simply, how you can start to make better decisions based on high value content. And this specific episode is about how you can use that high value content to improve your understanding and combine data points in, in ways that can help you tell stories that can clarify what's going on. A couple of years ago, I was working for and in this analytics team and I, as I was just starting off at that team, one of the managers there said something to this effect. They said, well, the numbers don't really matter at all. What we're doing is we're just crunching these numbers and showing them to somebody else. And so it doesn't necessarily matter what industry or what company or what database we're looking at. All these numbers essentially get treated the same. And if we can treat these numbers all the same, then we'll be really good at being data scientists. And I thought, well, that's certainly one way to look at it is that fundamentally data scientists are just essentially an extension of a computer that gets told something, gets told what to do, and then outputs that, that specific thing. That's one philosophy. The other philosophy is that the data scientists plays an active role in 
helping other people understand what's going on in the real world. And so if they're analyzing something like, let's say, healthcare medical records, or they're looking at the results of specific procedures, then it's important for them to be very, very transparent about the analysis that they're doing, that they're not working in a black box so that if they do an analysis, they have to have strong documentation and treat it with the utmost care. So there's these two different philosophies, I'll say. One is that data scientists are essentially computers. They're essentially logical beings. And the other is that data scientists are playing an active role in storytelling, in helping other people understand what's going on. I'll take a little aside here and say that you can see this kind of philosophy of data scientists being like computers in a book like Dune. If you haven't read Dune, it's one of the best books that I've read in the past three, four, five years. And they have a specific group of people called Mentats. And they are your, what I'll call like your calculators. They are the kind of people that you need in order to make calculations. And so, for example, our main character and one of the main characters relies on these mentats in order to make calculations about outcomes, for example. And so he'll ask him, what is the probability of this, this, and this? And they'll say, oh, the probability is 52 point blah, 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 blah. And so anyway, these mentats are calculating beings. And so I'm not saying that data scientists are essentially like that, but what I'm saying is that the same philosophy of data scientists and anybody who works with data is essentially just an input output logical function is something that I think is more common than than you might think. And so going back to these two different philosophies, one I will say is that Mentat philosophy or that philosophy that all we need is these numbers and these numbers don't lie. And the other is a understanding that you can show different pieces of data in different ways. And so it's good to be transparent about how you show that data and how you tell that story, what kind of understanding you bring to the table and how everybody understands that kind of information. In order to be able to help tell these stories and help use high valuable content, your team at whatever level of your organization needs to have a high level of understanding of, of data and information. So what this means is that not only you need to have fundamental understandings about statistics, how numbers are analyzed, etc., but your team does as well because when somebody submits a report, let's say a financial report that has specific pieces of information and specific metrics that are new or novel to the organization, if nobody is asking, hey, how is this calculated, then it's going to be very, very difficult to get beyond the fact of trusting these numbers. And there are many, many instances where as a data scientist, I have had to go through the process of helping others understand what these numbers actually mean. And if you as a manager, as a leader within your organization, have at least a very fundamental understanding of statistics, of data science processes, and how a data is gathered, then you can start to help those within your organization understand what specific pieces of information mean. 
and it makes the meetings and makes the conversations you have within your organization much more meaningful because you're not just talking about, oh, our margin is this. You're talking about the nuances of specific pieces of information. So you can say, oh, here's our margin, but our our return on sales or our return on on marketing dollars is this. And this is why these numbers make sense. And this is how it adds up into the entire whole. And thinking back along my career, one of the earliest bosses I had early on my career, just right out of college, was this sales manager named Rick. And that dude was on top of his game. He was a sales manager for a specific region for the company I was working at. But he had a background in finance, which is, in my opinion, very, very rare in sales. Usually salespeople are wired a little bit different than finance people for, for different reasons. But anyway, this, this sales manager and sales director, Rick, he wanted to make sure that his numbers made sense. And so whenever I produce a report for him, he would always come back and say, okay, what about this number? Where does this number come from? Are you sure you do, you're doing this right? Is this data accurate? And, and if there was one line in his report that was not right, he will say, this is not, this doesn't make sense. You need to go back and you need to go check where, where this data is. And what it did early on in my career is make me more meticulous about the specific pieces of data that I was putting out to, to the decision makers at that organization. Being new at that organization, I wanted to, to do the best as I could, but I did not necessarily understand the dynamics of what was going on as far as building consistent reports and consistent metrics that everybody could trust. If I knew that was what I was doing, then I would try my best to communicate what these specific metrics were trying to say. So how can you take the high valuable information and put it into a series of reports or stories that can help you clarify what's going on within your team, within your organization and the outside world? Well, here are a few things that I have learned throughout the years about how you can take valuable content and valuable information and share it in a story that helps other leaders, helps others in your organization increase their understanding. The first thing I will say is that you need to have an awareness of the daily conversations that are happening. For example, if you have a weekly call with specific managers across your organization, then just take note of the specific questions that are being asked at any given meeting. Are there any trends with that meeting? Is there any piece of conversation that always gets hung up and always gets tossed to the side? Are there any things that people have questions about time and time again that you can answer with valuable data? All of these things, if you're aware of them, can help you be able to form the conversation. And the beauty of gathering information and being able to deliver that information in the best way possible is that it elevates the conversation beyond a specific level. So, for example, if you are in an operations meeting and you're talking about, let's say you're talking about turnover and employee turnover and how that's affecting your operations team or your staff in terms of how specific nurses or doctors are performing on a day-to-day basis. In that meeting, 
most likely there's going to be an agenda that covers the topics that are covered every single time in that meeting. And it can be very monotonous to be able to sit in a meeting, let's say on a Monday morning and be like, well, we've covered this before. We're talking about the same things. We're not really making any progress and things are just stable. And what I will say is that most people are fine with that stability. Like most people are just fine, like getting their coffee on a Monday morning and then walking into this meeting, just not really needing to know anything or wanting to grow. But if you and your organization wants to grow, or if your team wants to grow, then one of the best ways to do so in the context of a weekly meeting is to deliver information that helps elevate the conversation beyond where it is right now. So if you are talking to other managers or leaders within your organization about the performance of your staff, then you can begin by saying, well, we developed this report that is able to assess and analyze different problems we had last week. Take a look at these. Let me know what you think. And typically, even if they're new numbers and they are new pieces of information, what it will do is it will help everybody be on the same page. Everyone will say, okay, well, our turnover for our staff last week was about 2%. Why was it at 2%? Who did we lose? Who did we gain? Um, can we make that number lower so that we don't have to hire as many people over the given year and our HR costs go up? And so naturally, any new piece of information that is accurate and helpful will improve the level of understanding in your organization. And this can be outside of, let's say, a weekly or monthly meeting. It could be something where data is gathered on a weekly basis and put into a report that is automatically sent out to leaders and managers in your organization. In this way, if you have a conversation or if any other leaders have any other conversations within the week or throughout the week, then they can ask questions about that specific report. And so the conversation would be something like this. Hey, I saw that this piece of analysis or this report showed these kinds of metrics. Are you seeing the same thing? Are your numbers improving? And how have you been able to improve those numbers? And naturally, if specific leaders have access to the information they need, then they will be able to have conversations and be able to act upon that specific data. If that data is not available, then essentially most leaders are operating in the dark to some extent. I mean, everybody to some extent is operating in the dark. We don't know everything. We can't know everything about what's going on in our organization, what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis, but we can get close. We can be better leaders. We can start to encourage others to look at information and act on information in better ways. So you may be asking, okay, I understand this, but how do I start to implement high valuable content into reports and or into analysis that can help my team, my leaders, and those within my organization elevate their understanding further than they have right now. One of the first things that I would say is that once you have high available content, show it in interesting ways. Share that information in interesting ways that make people want to know more. There are many ways you can do this, but if you make this enticing, then people will want to have more access to that information. So it's like, it's like if you're eating a cheeseburger, you know, you can eat a cheeseburger, let's say 
once a day for, let's say, a month. But after that, your body will inevitably crave something more nutritionally valuable. And that's the same way with information, is that on a day-to-day basis, the level of value that they're receiving from the content that they understand is very, very poor at best. And so if you can give them higher valuable content, then if it is put into an interesting way, then they will inevitably want to have access to it because it helps them actually become a better leader. And it can be a natural transition. And so instead of, let's say, you go into a meeting every single Monday and everybody talks about the same thing and there are the same items on the agenda, but there is no analysis about the specific items, there's no numbers brought to bear, there's no uh, data science behind any of the, the talking points, then what that means is that everybody is essentially just trading knowledge that can be rebutted or not. But if you start to introduce analysis into that and say, for example, our topic today is about employee turnover. How many people have you lost this week? How many staff members have you lost? And let's say that everybody goes around the room and says, okay, I've lost one, you've lost three, you've lost, et cetera. And and that's how the conversation goes. Then there's no overall understanding about employee turnover as an organization or as a team. Or there's no understanding beyond just everybody spouting off numbers that they compare to each other just for that conversation. And so what I'm trying to explain is that if you provide high valuable information on a regular basis, then people will inevitably crave that because it's more advantageous to the leaders to have it than to not. And so if you have that information, but other leaders in, let's say, other organizations don't, then you are operating at an advantage because you have a better understanding of what's going on than your competition or than those who are in another organization. So if the first piece of advice I have to you is begin to provide high valuable content because other people will crave it. The second and last piece of advice I would have is to be open and available to have those conversations. So if there are conversations going on about specific data points, be open to talking about them and be open to having honest conversations about what's actually going on. And this may be very, very difficult, especially if you are a new leader or if you are somebody who has not used or is not familiar with specific data points. If you are open to asking questions about what's going on, if you are open to having conversations about how to improve the performance of your team, then inevitably you will improve your leadership ability and be able to help others lead in a better way. I once had a client that said, hey, I want you to build a chart where people can feel the data coming out of, of that chart, where people can actually feel what's going on. And that's what I'm trying to explain is that once you have high valuable information that people want and people need, if you put it into a way that people feel it, then inevitably they're going to have conversations about that specific data because they can't help it. That that data explains something that they didn't know before and they want to have conversations about it with other people within their organization.
And it doesn't have to be anything complex. It could be something as simple as a bar chart or as a pie chart, or it could be a, a line trend chart. It could be any kind of information coming through in a visual representation that, that works best. But however that visual representation is, it needs to be able to communicate and help others communicate what's actually going on. And in this way, you can start to understand what stories are, are happening around the data points that you have. And so if you have specific data points or specific report, you can start to group stories in specific pieces of information. And you can say, okay, here's our story about how our sales is working. Here's a story about how operations is. Here's what I am seeing about how my team is doing. Here is what I'm seeing about my specific leadership ability. If you have data points that can support all of these stories, then it makes the stories and makes your conversations much more credible because you can say, hey, I'm relying on this piece of information, this data in order to tell these stories. And if they're not true, I'm willing to tell my story in a different way or I'm willing to change my mind. But this is what I'm seeing based on the data. And this is how the data is getting to you. I will say that this is sometimes really scary because pieces of information can illuminate or bring to light information that you didn't necessarily want to know. Like, did you really want to know that you're not doing so well in this area? Or did you really want to know that you could improve in this place? If you didn't want to know that, then it's easy to hide the data and push that under the rug and say, well, I don't really care about this because this is not helping my point. It's not telling the story that I want about this glorious thing that I'm doing. But if you're honest about the data that's coming through, then you can have honest and serious conversations about what's actually going on. And so when catastrophe hits, you can say, well, I kind of saw this coming because of these data points, or I'm not surprised and I know how we can make this better. And it all comes down to the question of how are you doing? How is your team doing? How is your entire company doing on a day-to-day, -day, week by week, month-to-month -month basis? And I know that it's very, very difficult to sometimes score up with the data. Being an athlete who has been a runner for over 15 years, I know that it's very, very painful to compare yourself to specific numbers. For example, in running, you essentially are running against time. That anytime you compete, you're essentially, in my opinion, competing against time and competing against yourself. You want in running to be better than you were last time and have a better time. And so in high school or in college, when I was a runner, I would say, oh man, I didn't do so well today because my times weren't that great. But I was able to overcome that mentally by saying, well, I know that over time I'm trying to get better and it's better for me to know these times than to not. And so if I'm doing a workout or if I ran a 5k race and didn't do as well as I should, then I can say, well, I know I didn't do as great as I should, but I can still do better in the future. And these are the ways that I can improve. And data fundamentally, if it's as objective as possible, can help you be able to improve in wherever you are, if it's in healthcare, if it's in management, if it is in any other industry, if you have data that can help you build your understanding and help you tell better stories, 
then you can start to elevate the ability of not only you and your team, but those around you. And this kind of ability to be able to tell better stories that is founded on solid data can be very, very helpful in your organization. And it's almost contagious. You know how good leadership is contagious? So are good stories. Good storytelling is contagious because everybody says, oh yeah, that makes sense. We should do this. And such is good leadership. And both leadership and storytelling are both contagious and both can add up to being a better manager, leader, and a better teammate. So I will sign off here, but if you have any questions about how we have taken data and put it into stories and or reports or visualizations, then feel free to reach out to us. You can follow us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash Arcos Analytics, or you can email us directly at podcast at arcosanalytics.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at arcosanalytics.com. Thanks for listening and I will talk to you later.